NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. However, you're taking us in today. We appreciate it. It's all brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It is the return of Kelly Bidlin this morning. Uh, Kelly, you picked uh, one heck of a morning to return, sir, and uh, Kelly will uh, will join us here momentarily. Uh, we're going to do two hours of radio this morning, and uh, it's not like any other show, that's for sure. We will at uh, some point uh, here this morning try to drift into some uh, some sports betting talk, not necessarily about the NFL, but about other sports. Uh, it's one thing when sports lends itself as a distraction to other tragedies that happen uh, in our society, it's another thing when the uh, when the tragedy happens or an event happens like that that happened during the Bills-Bengals game happened last night in a sporting event. And so we'll try to use other sports as a distraction at some point this morning. Um, and we will talk college basketball with Jim Rude. We'll talk NBA with JVT, college football with Pete Futak. We'll have Sia Najat on to talk golf. Uh, but, of course, the only thing that really matters this morning is uh, what happened to that young Kid in that game last night, Damar Hamlin, 24 years old, uh, six-round draft pick out of Pitt in 2021 for the Buffalo Bills, who on the third drive of the game, the Bengals' second drive, a play that all of us have seen a million times, uh, pass over the middle from uh, Joe Burrow to T. Higgins, Damar Hamlin on the tackle, <clears throat> the impact of which um, got him to, yes, briefly raise his, rise to his feet and then really after two seconds, collapse. And that is when the surreal nature of the night began. And there's NFL implications, there's betting implications. We will barely touch on that today, if at all, because honestly, it doesn't matter. But what we saw last night was just, a you know, it doesn't render what we do meaningless. It's still always in our DNA. We're going to talk sports betting, but it certainly does provide perspective on a day like this. And uh, Kelly is now joining us right here. Kelly Bidlin back from uh, his vacation and also about with COVID. How you doing, Kelly? You good? Yeah, I'm doing okay. What an interesting day to be back in the saddle, that's for sure. Um, yeah, you put it well, Gil. It's, uh, like, that was a horrible thing to watch last night. I think I was, like everybody else, you're kind of watching in stunned silence for multiple minutes, waiting for something good to happen, you know what I mean? And it, and it, and it never really did. Um, 
So yeah, thoughts and prayers uh, definitely with him and his family today. It was a it's a tough moment to t uh, uh, to talk about. Really, you know, we were talking before the show. It's one of those. Uh, like you said, in the in the lead-in, we often use sports to kind of distract from the horrible tragedies in the world, and it, it really hits us hard when it happens in sports itself. Um, you know, and what do we do and, and talk beyond that? So we'll, well do our best today. It's a tough show to do, though, that's for sure. Well, 8.55 Eastern, and we all hope for the best for, for, for DeMar Hamlin. That is the biggest deal of all this morning. We'll keep you updated with any news. Uh, but just to go through the timeline again, 8.55 Eastern last night is when the injury occurred and DeMar Hamlin collapsed to the field uh, about, I would say, 21 minutes after that. And this is after they had gone to commercial, they had come back, still no movement on the field. Players had gathered around from both teams, really, around Hamlin. They came back from commercial a second time, a third time, the ambulance is out there. And kind of, I think everybody who had any sense of the moment came to the same conclusion, which is, you can't play this football game. And it was at that point when Zach Taylor was walking across the field. I texted uh, Felika at that moment. I said, they are going, Felika and Will Hill, and I said, uh, they're going to they're gonna cancel. They're going to suspend this game. The coaches are getting together. They're going to suspend this game. And certainly two minutes after that, they did do just that, 9.18 p.m. Eastern. Seven minutes after that, the ambulance left the stadium. And it wasn't until 10.01 p.m. Eastern, one hour and six minutes after Hamlin incurred the injury, that the game was officially postponed. This is the statement from the Buffalo Bills. DeMar Hamlin suffering a cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field, and he was transferred to the UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment. He is currently sedated and listed in critical condition. Now, CPR, um, you know, the ABCs of CPR. And my, my brother, who's a doctor, and I had him on the phone all night last night, and even medical professionals couldn't speculate as to what exactly occurred out there. Um, but in terms of CPR, you're, you're the ABCs of CPR, you're establishing an airway. Um, Got to get him breathing. If not breathing on their own, you have to uh, initiate it. See his circulation. If the heart's not pumping, start chest compressions. So when you get to a moment like this, it just becomes totally surreal. And, and, and the game itself and all your bets and everything else just doesn't mean anything. Now, there's going to be a lot today about the nature of how this went down last night. Was it, in fact, Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott who got together and sort of made the executive decision, we're not playing football anymore? And that was certainly what it looked like, what it appeared to be last night. Yeah. I don't think, listen... I think it's very easy. I was texting guys. I was like, where's Roger Goodell? Is Roger Goodell alive? alive? I was, I was text, texting all this stuff to my buddies last night. Reportedly was watching from home. And, and I think it's easy for, for all of us to sort of come to this conclusion that the two coaches were more mature than the league itself in, in getting this going. Now, I don't think for a second. I think we do have to step back from that for a moment. I don't think for a second that this game was eventually going to get played. Now, was it a bad look from the league? Sure. I think it was, given all their emphasis on player safety, certainly the mental health aspect of this. How could you possibly play this? So even if the league, and, and we, have to, we have to sort of step back and, and, and give a little breathing space on this, I think, because we don't know the nature of how information flowed. Yeah. We don't know 
what the league knew as readily as the people on the field knew. We also don't know about information flow, what's appropriate in terms of how the family is involved as well. So I think we do have to give a little grace to that and not rush to point a finger. I, I will, still, will say, Gil, that was one thing last night that I, I found myself pretty critical in the moment. Me too. And, and as time has gone on, yeah. I, I've tried to think more that way of, hey, step back. This is really not something that – this is not something that's regularly dealt with in the NFL week in and week out. Yes, they have contingencies in place, and we saw those go into action last night. But it's not something that is regularly practiced. So the amount of communication that has to happen from Roger Goodell and league office to the teams – um, and like you said, there's family involved in a situation like this. I, I'm trying to take a, st- a bit of a step back today and, and give those guys a little, cut them, cut them a little slack. Because you're right, what we saw last night, it seemed like a lot of confusion. Yeah. Until you know, maybe the coaches took things into their own hands. We don't really know. But I'm trying, I'm trying to give them a little bit more leeway here today. I am trying to give them a little more grace. I, I do. Again, I do think it was a bad look, no matter what. Um, you probably just step in. And you say, okay, well, whatever's happening, let's just not go here. But uh, I do think we, we, we rushed to jump to conclusions. And there's more existential questions. I mean, let's be honest. Steve Zabin, who's uh, been a frequent guest on this show, uh, D.C. and Milwaukee radio veteran, canceling this game, if they do, he tweeted, will be the easy part. The hard part comes after as we try to square the nature of a violent sport with freakishly built athletes. That has become a national obsession. The NFL has been very lucky for a long stretch on these types of incidents. So, I mean, there's that. And we all, you know, look, look, our brains go places when things like this happen. Immediately, I think the most recent sports example was Christian Eriksen, who played for Denmark in the Euro Cup last year, 2021, who was administered CPR on the pitch. Thankfully, medical professionals got to him quickly. And by the way, let's just say that the biggest shout out of all goes to the medical professionals last night who were able to administer CPR as quickly as possible. And you just hope that they got there soon enough so that DeMar Hamlin is going to be okay. You never know. Is nine minutes quick enough for that kind of thing? And we all pray that it is. Um, But it really renders everything football-wise and certainly betting-wise, to say the least, meaningless at that point. I I do want to, you know, give a couple... A couple of praise, you know, by the way, more than Christian Erickson. For those of us of a certain age, we remember as a kid... uh, Daryl Stingley, the New England Patriots, taking a hit from Jack Tatum in a preseason game, and, and coverage was so sparse back then, and we were so young that we didn't really get it, but I remember being sort of traumatized by it as a kid, finding out that uh, Stingley would be a paraplegic for the rest of his days. Um, Ryan Shazier in 2017, of course, with the Steelers, Dennis Bird for those of a certain age, you remember that with the Detroit Lions. So all those things came up. My brain even went to, Kelly, I'll be honest with you, my brain went to the night that Sean Taylor passed away. And I know that was a totally different thing, but I remember my buddy calling me at four in the morning and saying he's gone. And my brain went there. I was like, am I going to wake up to that? So all of that running through bread. I just want can I just say a shout out? And SVP and Ryan Clark last night on ESPN were just sensational in a, in an absolutely impossible situation to sit there and riff for over an hour. And the both of them were honest they were open with their feelings. They didn't try to be what they weren't. And I thought they did a spectacular job. And by the way, our own Femi Abebefe and, and, uh, and Wes Reynolds, who were placed in a, in a sort of impossible situation here on this network, where you are, 
implored to talk about betting at all moments, mm-hmm. especially for those guys who do a live betting show. The fact that they were placed in this situation and handled it with grace. So, you know, again, not the main point, but just some things I wanted to point out. And, and here's the biggest sort of, if we can just uplift the human spirit for a moment in this moment. Um, as has been widely reported, DeMar Hamlin has this toy drive, the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive, where his goal was, what was his goal? 125? What was it? I want to get the goal exact, but it was some minuscule amount. The goal was, uh, it says they're right there on screen, $2,500 goal. Is that what it says in the small print? Well, they've already got 3.394, now updated 3.6 million in donations to the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive. And maybe we'll show that a couple more times during the show. So, you know, people look for ways to sort of express their their sympathies and heartfelt thoughts in that moment. And that's as beautiful a way to do so. Uh, We'll come back. We will talk some sports betting otherwise from yesterday. We'll do that after the break. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. And start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522-4700. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin back in the fold today. Kelly, feeling better? You all right, man? Yeah, I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling a lot better. I know I might not sound 100%, no, you but sound I'm, great. I'm feeling, you, uh, feeling a lot better. You sound better than I do. I got a little frog in my throat as well. Yeah, you do. Um, so, again, if you're just joining us, listen, uh, everything we will do, and we will talk betting here this morning, uh, please know that it is in the proper perspective that, obviously, uh, we are concerned about uh, DeMar Hamlin as well. Uh, he in critical condition after cardiac arrest. 
And as far as the, you know, the scheduling implications of, of what happens now, one can only speculate. We're not going to necessarily um, do it in depth today, but, you know, do they even play this game? Dude, is it is it going to be just 16 games for both teams? I, I, Kelly, I would find it almost impossible to think that they would try to play. By the way, the Bills are back in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, it, will it, it if that means it's going to be an imperfect, imperfect NFL season, and that bets associated with that will be imperfect in some ways, and that books will handle it? We don't know. The one thing we do know is about bets from last night, Kelly. What was sort of the blanket statement? Yeah, this was, I talked to John Ewing over at MGM today, and, and really uh, his response, and I'm sure what every sports book is going to tell you right now, is they're waiting for official word from the NFL on how, what they're going to do with this game. Uh, it's postponed right now. Are they going to make it up at a later date? Are they not going to make it up at all? All that really affects how you're betting. Uh, it took place with this game last night. So I, I haven't really seen anybody else make any other statement. Here's one from BetMGM. This is a tweet they sent out last night. We asked for patience regarding all bets on the Bills and Bengals game tonight. We'll update all customers as soon as possible. And additional guidance regarding the game is provided by the NFL. Right now, all thoughts and prayers from BetMGM with DeMar Hamlin and his family. You know, DraftKings released something similar as well. Uh, basically just waiting from from official word from the NFL on how this game will be handled before you're going to see anything done with your bets most likely. Check with your book, though, if you're really concerned about it. Yeah. All right. Um, again, we'll give you any updates on DeMar Hamlin that come to us, uh, if any do come to us, over the course of the next hour and 40-plus uh, minutes. Um, Kelly, is it okay if I sort of drift into another area? Maybe it'll provide a distraction for some yeah, from this. Uh, before the events of last night's Bills-Bengals game, there was obviously college football. And good God, the the hits just keep on coming in college football bowl games. They're over, by the way. Not only the national championship, of course, stands before us between TCU and Michigan this coming Monday night. Um, but yesterday was just, again, it started out with just a drunk day of college football. And first of all, if you have, and let's start with the first game, if you were on this game at all, and let's say you had it at the point spread of three and a half, that was, I think, the most common and uh, the common number for this Mississippi State-Illinois game, Mississippi State favored by three, 13 to 10, Mississippi State closing moments of the game, and Illinois with the football, and the pitchy, pitchy woo-woo happens. And a pitchy, pitchy woo-woo that was way downfield, by the way, <clears throat> 60 yards to the house, 60 yards to the house, and instead of a 13 to 10 final, it ends up being a 19 to 10 final uh, in this ball game. Marcus Banks to the house on the uh, pitchy, pitchy woo woo, and so everybody appropriately who had Illinois just absolutely disgusted with the bad beat. Everybody who had Mississippi State, thank you, they're lucky stars. And you thought to yourself, well, I mean, goodness, that's the worst beat of the day, right? It's got to <laughs> be. Nothing worse could happen. Oh, nothing, nothing could happen worse than that, except for an hour later something did. Unbelievable finish to the USC Tulane game. And this one is almost impossible to believe. USC up over Tulane, 45-30. to 15-point lead with 4.23 left. 
And it should be mentioned that it, by the way, I apologize for my Peter Brady voice because it's just cracking it out. I apologize. For that. <laughs> that might be me and you for the next day yeah. or two, buddy. It's okay. I apologize. <laughs> um, so 45 to 30, by the way, in a game that was 42 to 30 where USC and Tulane, and then Tulane for that matter, but USC really could just do whatever they wanted up and down the field. And then Lincoln Riley and the Trojans sort of slowed the game down. They just sort of lollygagged down the field, which seemed appropriate, right? They go up 15, no big deal, 45-30, 4-23 left. Except for the fact that Tulane immediately, with a Michael Pratt to Deuce Watts 59-yard gain, followed by a four-yard Tajay Spears run. By the way, they could not stop Tajay Spears all day. Tulane scores in 16 seconds to make it 45-37. to Okay, no matter. Still can't stop USC, no big deal. Heisman Trophy winner, plenty of time. Ah, it's no biggie. No USC, worries. by the way, favored by one and a half, pre-flop, just in case you were scoring at home. And so you, you're wondering, hey, is Tulane going to kick an onside kick? Nah, they opted to kick it deep, which ended up being the most awesome decision ever. Why? Why am I talking like Chris Cuomo now where I throw why in the middle <laughs> why? of the sentence? Um, Mario Williams of USC, and I don't mean to pick on the kid. But Mario Williams, all he's got to do is field the kickoff and he signals for a fair catch but instead he fumbles the ball out of bounds at the one yikes at the one in an eight-point game now it's funny listening to uh to mark jones and rg3 on the broadcast because mark jones while he understood that was a bad thing he didn't seem to understand in the moment that because it's at the one yard line you can get a safety and then they can get the ball back and win like, it just didn't occur to him until two plays later. That's exactly what happened. Austin Jones smothered by Patrick Jenkins. Safety, 45 to 39. Then Mark Jones woke up. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> There's a chance this could happen. Oh, now. my God. 313 left. Tulane gets the ball now after the punt, after the, uh, after the safety. They go 66 yards leaving only seven ticks of the clock left in that drive. It included a conversion on fourth and six from their own 38, eight-yard Michael Pratt run, and a fourth and 10 at their own 46 on a Pratt to Alex Bauman, 24-yard pass. This was just unbelievable. And those are the, those are the in the play-by-play, those are the things that you can actually tangibly grab, even if you weren't watching the fourth and six and the fourth and 10. If you weren't watching... What you can't really latch on to the fact is how much luck is involved also on a drive like that. One of which is there was one point where Pratt threw the ball into like coverage with like one receiver and three or four USC defensive Mm -hmm. backs surrounded and it got tipped at the line of scrimmage. And RG3 did point out, he's like, that is so lucky because that's absolutely a pick. And the other part, right before the touchdown pass, with 12 seconds left, he throws the ball in the flat. They have no timeouts left. And dude drops the ball. If he catches that ball, the clock probably runs out. It's amazing the sequence of events that had to happen. It really was. But of I, course, I was and by like the way, the touchdown back and forth with this one. By the way, the touchdown was initially ruled not a catch on the field, and then the replay is like, oh no, he caught it. It's over. By the way, people who had. To people who had USC and like money lines, or, or you know, were just like, oh, there's no doubt they're going to score here. No doubt. And Tulane wins at 46 to 45. USC can't do anything with the final seven seconds. Put it in context. This is from SportsCenter. Over the last five seasons, 
FBS teams were 1 in 1,692 when trailing by 15-plus points in the final five minutes. Tulane made it 2 and 1,692 with that. And yet, Kelly Bidlin, if I'm power-ranking the worst beats of bowl season, guess what? That's still number two. Because in that Arkansas-Kansas game, which, <laughs> by the way, I'm still pissed about. I heard you Ar- were a little upset about that last Arkansas week. was up 15 with under three minutes left in that game, and Kansas had no timeouts left. And then a replay that should have absolutely given the ball back to Arkansas was ruled a fumble on the field. It was so clearly not a fumble. And so Kansas got the ball. They matriculated. Then they they recovered an onside kick where Arkansas just absolutely forgot how to recover an onside kick or what's appropriate on onside kicks. And, of course, Kansas ties up the game. And then Arkansas, with all three other timeouts and almost a minute left, for, like lose their minds and don't even try to score. And the reason it didn't get into that ESPN stats, that ESPN Sports Center graphic we just said, is because Arkansas still ended up winning it in overtime. But that would have been three in 1,652 or whatever, and that would have right. been even more amazing. <laughs> college Bowls, by the way, a little later on. Crazy. We're going to update the uh, College Bowl pick that Kelly and I did, and uh, let's just say the results of that are somewhat embarrassing for one person here on the desk. I'm not sure oh, that person. Oh, do you know it? Oh, I know I lost. I know I lost. Which, by the way, Let's go! which brings up bigger college bowl <laughs> macro <laughs> questions. And also is uh, just a testament to Plinko. Coming back, seeing Ajad on golf next. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a Visa Pro subscriber for only $79. Get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today. You'll also receive $20 to buy Visa sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only Visa Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by Visa show hosts and guests, betting splits, and betting reports. It's a limited time offer. Those to sign up now and get Visa Pro access through the end of March Madness at vsin.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin back from vacation. Um, we will hear later on from uh, Pete Futak, co- talk college football with him as well. Uh, let's get into some golf. Sia Najad joins us to uh, talk just that. He is a, a PGA analyst from Win Daily Sports, the first cut podcast as well, and always the best dressed and best looking man in the room. How you doing, Sia? I'm good, Gil. Kelly, uh, good to be here with you. Obviously, like very strange circumstances. Everybody knows I cover golf and, and NFL. Like, obviously, you don't need to cover NFL to be touched by what happened yesterday and kind of waiting on the news today. So uh, I enjoyed the show so far and how you covered that as well. So so props to you all on that. Well, you, you said it reminded you off air. You said it reminded you a little bit of Hank Gathers as well. Yeah. And then you reminded me of Reggie Lewis. I mean, it it just seemed like, uh, you know, after the first initial moments, it seemed like this could be a cardiac issue as opposed to just your standard concussion where somebody snaps out of it, which, you know, obviously scares us way more because we know usually people emerge from concussions and they rest and they're, they're fine. So this was definitely one of those moments where I thought of Hank Gathers, who, for those of you that don't know, was a pretty dominant college basketball player, Loyola Marymount was headed for the NBA and, and had a uh, heart issue and collapsed on the court. So that's the, the, those are the kinds of things I was thinking about yesterday, and that's obviously not a place you want to be. It's just a very, very scary moment. But I will say, and one thing you all touched on, which I thought was great, was 
you know, you talked about SVP and Ryan Clark yesterday and last night, and they were great. Weston Femi were great. Uh, Twitter was great. You know, you mentioned the toy drive, a $2,500 goal. And, you, you know, at this point, they're up to, what, 3.3, 3.4 million. I just, as, as negative as social media might be, you know, there's so much positive. And I think if you just kind of sweep past the negative stuff and find the positive, you know, look out the window instead of look out the wall, there's some sunshine there. Yeah. And uh, Twitter really exemplified that last night. And I think it's really cool. Yeah. And, you know, I, and as, you know, sort of the thoughts coalesce here in my head, you know, what else I want to sort of send a shout out to is the, the way that the fans in the stadium handle it in Cincinnati, which, you know, a lot of people listening to that right now might say, what, what are you talking about, Gil? Of course, they're going to handle it. Okay. There was an ambulance on the field. Trust me, there have been incidents in the NFL in the past where ambulance has been on the field and the crowd wasn't quite this way. So hopefully, um, you know, again, we, we look, as you said, to see it for ways to sort of uh, sort of highlight uh, the good in the human spirit. They, they deserve a, a shout as well on that. Um, there's no artful way to transition to golf, but there is a tournament. And you, like our own Kelly Bidlin, known for uh, for betting golf, you have hit a lot of first round leaders in your day, Kelly, uh, not only has hit a lot of outrights, but also a lot of second places, which has been sort of a hallmark of his, yeah. <laughs> of his season. Uh, but we have a golf tournament. It's called the Century Tournament of Champions. Please explain to us who gets invited to this or, or how do you qualify for this event? Yeah, you either win a tournament from last year or you're in the top 30 in the world ranking. So that's why we have, they sort of modified the rule a little bit, which is why we have 39 people. It should have been 40. Rory opted out of this elevated event. But uh, we have 39, which is a little bit more than we normally have. But, but effectively, what you have is the best in the world, which are coupled with some not so best in the world, but people who happen to win tournaments, maybe some lower grade tournaments like the Barracuda, the, you know, th things of that nature, uh, you would qualify if you won that. So we have some guys at the bottom of the board that really have no shot, but really, uh, you know, the top 20 guys, I would say from an odd standpoint, I think are all very much in play to potentially win this. Unfortunately, because it's only 39 and because you have such a high grade of golfer in the top 20, you are going to have kind of shorter odds. So this isn't one of those sexy tournaments where you're going to be like, I like this guy at 50 to one, or, or, or even the first round leader market where you're like, I love this guy at 80 to one. That's just not going to be this tournament. That'll be next week, but it's not going to be this week. And by the way, we have 34 straight weeks of golf tournaments. So it's going to be pretty fun. Yeah. So before we get into your picks here, given what you just said, that we have 34 straight weeks, I used to say at the beginning of a baseball season that there were, and I can't do the math in my head, maybe I can, but it's like 2,440 uh, Major League Baseball games in a season, 30 times 81. So I think it's 24, uh, 24, 30 it is. And you don't have to just like bet it all on the first Sunday night game of the year. Do you go a little light here early or are you all in? How does it work for you in terms of your allocation? It's uh, it's kind of like a yes or no to that. So in this one, I would be a little bit lighter because it's such a compact field of 39. So if this was the if this tournament was a full field, I would be quote all in. I would treat this like any other one, especially with everybody coming back fresh. I mean, I think there's a potential edge there if you kind of guess right in terms of the the guys you pick because I think a lot of people will fall into the same traps of of recent form and things of that nature. Well, all, you know, these guys have been on a break for quite some time, and again, we're we're kind of at a new year. There's some emergency emerging golfers, some that are in this tournament, by the way, some emerging golfers that I think could have a really big year. Aaron Wise comes to mind. Cameron Young comes to mind. Guys like that. So I would be all in in a full field event, which is why next week at the Sony, um, I, you know, I'll be treating it like like a normal event in terms of betting outrights, first round leaders, top 20s. 
uh, and head-to-head matchups, which for the record, those of you that bet golf, really the money to be won is in head-to-head matchups in terms of consistency, whether that's pre-tournament or in the tournament. When you're talking about outrights and first-round leaders, especially first-round leaders, I'll admit as the first-round leader you know, guy, you know, those are a little gimmicky, obviously. So you want to you want to kind of be careful with the 50-to-one shots. It's the head-to-head matchups that will prove to be gold for you throughout the whole year. Yeah, see, I completely agree. One more macro golf betting question, I think, before we get into your bets for this week. Uh, Just looking at this season as a whole, I'm a little concerned with what we saw at the end of last season with the live golfers opting out. A lot of these tournaments, you saw a lot of shorter shots win tournaments. That's something you expect to see continue this year with a lot of the the guys gone to live now. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, a guy I work with on the first cut pod, Rick Gaiman, who I know has been on this show as well. He had a, he had a podcast sort of chronicling that and Kelly, he spoke to that exact thing where the upper echelon has really kind of dominated those 20 to one shots, 25 to one, maybe 11 to one, those types of shots. And the reason is because some of those live guys were some of those middle tier guys that you would, I mean, obviously there's some dominant guys there too at live, but some of those middle tier guys are now gone to live. So you really have kind of a separation between the upper echelon and then kind of everybody else. So it's one of those things. I think it will even out over time this year. I'm not so sure, but you know, with the corn Ferry tour and, and things of that in some of these younger golfers, some of these rookie golfers, they'll start to emerge and we'll start to see some 40 to one shots start to compete, but the good money is going to be on the shorter shots, which isn't very fun, but actually can be profitable. If you just focus on that alone. Yeah. I was going to say is the, is the net that that doesn't make it as fun of an experience for you or as profitable of an experience. Does it make it more challenging, less challenging, or is it all kind of in the wash? equally challenging. It's just a, it's just a gratification thing. You know, when you play DraftKings, for example, you can enter a tournament, the, the Millie maker with, you know, 150,000 people, or you can enter a tournament with 1000 people. Now the 1000 person tournament, if you finish in the top 10, the payout's not going to be quite as much, but it's still a payout. When you open your app and you see green, you're like, Oh, that's really exciting. So we have to treat golf the same way. We have to treat golf like, okay, I'm taking a 21 shot, but it is a much better shot to win than the 45 to one shot that I was considering. So just because the return isn't as good, it doesn't mean it's not a return. So you just have to contextualize everything. I think we're so big on getting the quick, quick hit and the quick hit. It can be there, but it's just, it's just one of those things. It's few and far between take the more sure thing and start to, you know, pedal back from an odd standpoint. All right, let's get to your century tournament of champion picks, your outrights, your first round leaders and your matchups. Yeah, so my outrights, I love Victor Hovland. This year, I think Victor Hovland's really going to emerge. He's 18 to 1 pretty much everywhere. He has bad experience here. I'm not super worried about that. He's coming off a win. I think Victor Hovland is one of those guys, especially at this tournament, that, that could win, partly because around the green play, which he kind of struggles with, it's going to be taken out here. You have really big greens. You have really big fairways. He's going to be peppering and, and really target shooting at these pins. So I like Victor Hovland. Uh, Cameron Young is a guy who has no experience here, but he's one of those guys that I think is going to emerge as a super talent on the PGA Tour. If you don't already consider him one, he certainly will be soon. He's plus 1,800 as well, 18 to 1. Like him quite a bit. Um, he can bomb it, and he's a guy that is a a big time birdie maker. And that's what you need on this course. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, he does everything right. This is a longer course. He hits it longer than most people think. Uh, you know, he's young. He's not a sexy pick. He's, he's 28 years old going on 14 if you look at him, but he is a very solid play at 20 to one. And then my long shot, Keegan Bradley at 55 to one. I just think Keegan's better than people think he's improved with the putter, which is a pretty big deal. And if he continues that, I think he could be in contention in this short field. 
And then first round leaders, Xander Shoffley at 16 to one. He has just been awesome. He's been dominant here, but he's been awesome in general. Go back to Victor Hovland as a first round leader. And then Keegan Bradley, it's a long shot. If you don't want to make that play, I totally get it. But in, in one singular round, if Keegan gets hot with the putter, I think he can get there. A couple matchups that I like, Patrick Cantley minus 130 over Tony Finau. I just think he's going to be really He's been good on this course. Finau, not so much. I think Patrick Cantley is going to win that one. I'd put that one at like minus 140. Matt Fitzpatrick, minus 120 over Jordan Spieth. Fitzpatrick, no experience here, but Jordan Spieth, he's just not been good. And alternatively, not only has Matt Fitzpatrick been good, but he's been playing a lot lately. And I think that's going to lend itself well to just kind of getting into the groove early in this tournament. See you. We appreciate it. Thanks for a golf betting distraction on this uh, very odd morning. That's for sure. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me as usual. Sia Najad at Sia Najad, S-I-A-N-E-J-A-D on the Twitter machine. Kelly's got uh, some golf thoughts, and we'll uh, get to those here after the break. And he gets to take a victory lap on his college football bowl pick'em victory. Oh, the calamity. On the other side, or on the other side, it's a numbers game at peace in the Sports Betting Network. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my from this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Basketball fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Just place a single first basket score prop bet on any NBA game, and if your bet loses... You'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first basket in any NBA game. And if your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Turn game time into showtime with BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Again, uh, no update yet um, from anyone. Hospital, teams, league, anything 
on the condition of DeMar Hamlin. We just uh, know that he is in critical condition uh, at the network. Whenever that time arises, we will certainly update you. And then uh, anything that develops from there from a league standpoint in terms of how they will handle this, um, will this game even be played? One would imagine it can't be. Um, but that's just me speculating, and we'll find out all at the same time. Certainly not the main point. Just hope for the best for Damar Hamlin this morning. Uh, we get tweets at Beating the Book and appreciate the uh, feedback. Len Glauzenski, uh, Gil, if you're correct that it took nine minutes to get the heart, the heart pumping, uh, sad to say this, but he has he could have brain damage He if he survives. Uh, my brother-in-law had cardiac arrest, and they didn't revive his heart by the 10-minute mark. He had severe brain damage. Um well, the report was that it was nine minutes of CPR being administered, uh, just to be uh, just to clarify the uh, the nine minute portion of that. And and Len, I said that at the top. This is you know the the responders were phenomenal. How quickly they got there. We talked about this about Christian Eriksen. How quickly they got to Christian Eriksen on the Denmark uh, national side for Euro Cup in 2021, which saved his life. And and these medical responders saved Demar Hamlin's life. We just hope. We can all just hope and pray uh, that there isn't any uh, damage to Hamlin and that he's going to be 100% healthy, but we'll all find out today. Uh, Doggy Daddy, since there's so much turmoil uh, regarding the injured player in the NFL last night, I'd like to give a brief comment. A, the medics are the ones who need to act, react in seconds or minutes, and they did a phenomenal job to hopefully save the young man's life. And two... <clears throat> those blasting the NFL for not reacting in five minutes, shame on them. Everyone knew they would suspend the game, but there are many facts behind the scenes. It takes time to evaluate, coordinate, unlike EMS's reflex response. Well, that's what we sort of uh, touched upon in the first segment, so we agree with you, doggy daddy. Uh, Bruce Dobigan about the college football yesterday. Nice sequence by USC. Whiffs on, uh, by number four, he said, whiffs on uh, tackling spears at the goal line, then boots the kickoff out of bounds at the one-yard line, allowing... The green wave of safety all in about 15 seconds of game time. Looks like USC football defensive coaches uh, don't do much coaching, as uh, suggested by some. Uh, Edmund, Peter, Karen, may I respectfully request that we permanently remove pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo from the lexicon of all sports media? May I suggest hope and lateral? Hope and lateral. Put that in the suggestion box. And then the angriest guy in New Jersey. I had Tulane and never sweated it. I will not remember that the next time I will not remember that the next time I take a bad beat, so don't tell me to be reminded of it. <laughs> oh, that's why we love uh, him. That's why we love him. Oh, my that goodness. That is 98% of sports betters out there. Absolutely. Don't worry about it. Absolutely. Kelly, you had some thoughts on the golf tournament. Yeah, just a couple. I did make a couple bets uh, so far. We might do a little bit more with this tomorrow. But uh, two outrights for me so far. Tony Finau took him at 16-1 to last night, and then Sung J.M. 20-1. to Finau... Uh, don't look now, Gil. Three wins in his last seven starts. He's the hottest guy on tour as far as win equity. That's one of the things we'll get into uh, more as this season goes on. That was part of my question uh, to Sia about, you know, are we going to have to look at more shorter shots this year? It's really how we saw the end of last PGA Tour season play out, Gil, was a lot of the shorter shots winning and not as much of those 40, 50, 60, 70 to ones that you know Matt Brown and I love so much. Uh, it was it was more of these best guys at the top of, at the top of the field, and I think that's something that you're going to need to factor in uh, as you're betting golf this season, like like I am, and that is actually our pro tip for the hour. I'll get right into that. Uh, like you're going to want to look at those shorter shots at the top of the boards at least to start this season. These lived affections have mattered. 
uh, as we've seen them play out so far. So that would be pro tip for hour number one, I would say, even though it says NFL at the top, my bad. Uh, that is for golf. Want to look at those uh, shorter shots at the beginning of the year. That's kind of how I'm handling it. This tournament is different, though. You are. This is talking about only 39-man field. It is an elite field. Uh, so even everybody looks like short odds. I understand that. Like Sia said, we're going to see next week in Maui a full field event. That will look very different. Uh, these are the best guys in the world. I actually found that, find this one of the toughest tournaments to handicap in the year. It's at the, kind of the beginning of the real season for most of these guys. You have an elite field playing one of the easiest courses that you're going to see on tour all year, like, uh, like Sia said, you got wide open fairways, big greens, um, guys that can bomb it. It's usually bomb and hit wedges and putt well, and whoever gets a hot putter this week uh, wins. So I, I'm going to play a few outrights. Maybe I have a couple matchups in this. Not going to be much more than that for me this week. Next week, we'll dial it up a little bit more, and as the weeks go on, Dial it up, dial it up as we get more stats to lean off of. We talk about that a lot, but Matt Brown and I, you know, heavily statistically model what we do with golf. So with not much recent form to look at, I don't bet as heavily then in the, these events where I don't have as much to lean on. You guys going to do a podcast on this subject? I believe we are. I believe oh, we are. Is that breaking news? It's not it's breaking news. Wait, I, I, don't know, I don't have anything yet. Do I apologize for my voice today? I, I really do. Um, I ask, I'm going to ask you before we get to the college yeah. football. I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Sia. Because I can't really get any golf better to sort of nod and say, yeah, it's not going to be as good. With the defections of live, because I'll just, I'll relate it to tennis. If there was a bunch of sort of middle tier to really, you know, to top 50 players, let's say, who defected to some other tour, and maybe one day it will happen, I don't know. I would imagine the experience wouldn't be nearly as, I'll use the word fun, but also it may be over long-term not as profitable because you do have a haves and have-nots situation where we're not used to having that in those sports. Is it Has it deteriorated for you in any way? I mean, I, I think without question – I mean, the sport has gotten worse, right? I mean, if you if you have split into no two, doubt. you split like there's, you can't question that really. I was actually surprised a little bit to hear CSA hear him say that he doesn't really think it's makes a difference more difficult or less difficult. To me, this is more difficult now, yeah. where because where, like you're talking, I think there is, um, you know that that. That, those words win equity, and I'll keep bringing up, keep giving Matt Brown credit for this because this is something he really has harped on over the past couple of years. How often do guys win? And that matters. We look at the odds, and are the odds good for how often you think he might win? Well, if it's he's 40 to 1, do I think he can win this once, once every 28 times? Then it's a bet, right? These are kind of the ways we think about betting golf. But, no, you have to analyze the field and how many guys can truly win week in and week out. I mean, I brought up Tony Finau. He's one of my best this week. He won more tournaments in the past six months than he did his entire career. You know, I mean, these are the guys that you have to start looking at looking at now um, with more, you know, you have to weigh him more heavily when every tournament he plays in. But all these guys that have pr- gone out there and proven that they are winners and can go out there for four rounds and keep it together and win, I, I think you have to take more seriously. And for a guy like me who likes betting that middle of the board, I love those 20 to 30, 21s, 31s, that kind of area in the golf betting board. That's going to be something I'm going to have to adjust to this year because I think you're going to have to be okay with betting a, um, you know, a Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth at nine to one in some of these full field tournaments. If you if you still feel there's value on that number, there's probably still value on that number. It's just it's shorter odds than what it's been in the past. Ready to take a victory lap, sir? Ready to do yeah. it? Yeah. This is the result of our college bowl pick'em. 
Kelly Bidlin, who knows nothing about college football, baits me. You got smoked. You got smoked. <laughs> I forget what Isaiah told me. It was like tied until the final. I was up too late. Oh, really? Gacked the lead and then gacked the whole thing. And here's so here are the here are your choices. A, do I suck? B, did you get butt lucky? Or C, is the the notion of trying to pick winners in college football bowls in this day and age, well before even a single one is played, just an exercise in ridiculousness? Or, yeah. or is it a little bit of all of it? It's uh, it's something uh, I choose not to bet uh, much of, but uh, yeah. Just... Well, you know what I noticed? By game time, I was betting opposite what I picked. Oh, like man. as a winner, I was yeah. many times, right? Kelly Bidlin, winner, Champion. winner of the annual Bowl Pick'em, the first annual, 1-0, documented, lifetime. Well Watch done. out. Well done. Good for you. Hey, one of those was a 14-point favorite, too. I know that Well, much. that's the other thing. So you picked a 14 four. 14-point dogs. You picked, four, you picked like four ridiculous dogs. <laughs> I don't know how many of those. North have. Carolina Central yeah. was one of them, right? So, you know, good on you. Take the L. I'm big enough, big enough man to take the L when I got an L. Kelly Bidlin, ladies and gentlemen, back in victorious. I will talk college basketball with Jim Root from Three Man Weave. We'll talk football, college football, that is, with Pete Futak. Um little survivor update. There's not much of an update this week, but three are still alive. And we got to uh, put that in context. What they've overcome to get to where they are, that might be a good angle. We'll do that. Numbers Game, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.